生哭的秀。Shiny, um, it's clean. All right, and you know、enough. how hard that is. You look beautiful as always. Thank you. I just wanted to start off at the top with some compliments. I, I thought really, it'd be a fun new color. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I am radiating joy now because I'm so happy.、Um, I'm really excited.、Uh, business up top, Facebook group. Instagram at Glowing Up Podcast. All the product guides will be up there, and、um, get you in our Facebook group. Oh god! And just join the community. Join the revolution. It's the one thing you won't regret in life.、Uh, truly, truly.、Um, also, all episodes of Alone Together are on Hulu. Check them out.、Uh, Caroline wrote for Alone Together, as you know. I'm really proud of it. And yeah, check it out. And today's Guest is none other than the amazing podcaster. She has her own podcast. She's been on my old podcast several times. I've known her for so long. She's so awesome. Please welcome Allison Rose. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Do I need to get a closed Facebook group for my podcast? Because I don't have one. I feel like maybe I'm falling behind. Well, we yes, you should definitely get one if、yes. you want to get one. Ours because this is like a beauty. It's like allegedly a beauty and like self help and food <laughs> and health and fitness podcast. It's really become this like hyper feminine or not necessarily feminine, but this、uh, big wellness community almost with a lot of like beauty and like wellness questions being asked. So it's almost like a medical group.、Mm. Yeah, like. Period like talk, like any time, like for example, I it's I feel like I've just created like this beast of like my fantasy where I can just go somewhere and like you almost feel like it's a group text where you're like, <laughs> hey, does anyone else have horrible cramps the first twenty four hours of their period? Like, let's talk about this, and then like eighty just, comments later, yeah, like I'm having this conversation with people and like learning more, and it, I I don't know, I think it's. I think I say do it because there's a there is a community around my podcast in a few different places, but I don't actually have it. Yours is a, like a closed Facebook group, it right? Is, yeah. What does that bring to it? So it means that like nobody who's not in the group can see my maybe possibly embarrassing post, you know, and it's not gonna put my. It's not going to show up on somebody's timeline when I write. Hey, I do you also I, have nipple cross? Like that's private I, for the group. Yeah, I don't want the guys that I had crushes on in college to see that I'm desperately asking about dandruff fixes <laughs> in the group. Like I don't want them to see that. But、yeah. I want my glomies to see that. But it's really we don't have a question. Like when you join, you can just hit join and、uh, mod will approve. We don't、um, like a lot of private groups have questions that you have to ask, but we、mm-hmm. don't do that. So it's really only private for the. If you did, what would they be? I don't know. The, into the Gloss group, which I joined recently, Into the Gloss made their own private Facebook group,、oh, I and I think I don't want to say they're biting her style, but、oh, they are. And they ask,、wow. they ask a question, and the question is, "What would you like to see discussed, like on Into the Gloss?"、Hmm. So, I mean, you can probably just say anything, right? But, oh, and I joined this Shroom Club. 
Like, Girl. you know, Four Sigmatic, yeah. our favorite shroom brand? Yes. They have a shroom Facebook group called Shroom Club. And they ask, like, a lot. They ask, like, two questions, I think. Like, what is your favorite mushroom? Like, what do you want mushrooms to help you with? Okay. So, I don't know. There's a lot of Facebook groups out there, and I do have FOMO about it. But I love ours because I feel like we're covering all the topics that we want to cover. So, I don't feel like I have to be in specific uh, outside groups. But that's— Anytime I have a gross question I need to ask about my body, which is, like, all the time, I always think, where can I go to post this? <gasps> you should, be in, I don't, you should yeah, be in our group. I need to be in your group. <laughs> no, we are asking disgusting questions. I have seen, like, the depraved side of womanhood yeah. in this group. It's beautiful. In a powerful way. Speaking of, I wanted—I don't know how early you want to get into vagina slime on this one, <laughs> but I was listening to the episode with Rachel Bloom oh, yeah. where she was talking about—was it like an art installation or a photograph series where someone took shots of their cervix every yeah. day through the cycle and, like, the, so the, cool. how it's coated in mucus and stuff? Um, so I had a baby. Yes. And you probably thank you. I can't believe it. You oh. look so young. Well, it was a year ago. Oh, I my mean, God. They, and amazing. I'm old. But thank you. I'm thank old. you. Thank you. <laughs> no. um, you know those people who are like, I can't take a compliment. I can take one, just like you, Esther, at the top. Yeah, seem to luxuriate in hearing the compliments. That's how I am as well. So you thank look you. beautiful. Thank you. And thank stunning. you. Stop. Stop. No. Oh, stop. Anyway, it is easier though taking them from a familiar, like from Caroline. I, I so I'll it's hit easy. You with, I'll hit you with that insult real quick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you have. You've heard people talk about a mucus plug before. Have I, you heard uh, that? Unfortunately, have it's like the thing that is keeping the baby in, right? I don't. No. Well, it's actually it's, I don't know what it is. It's <laughs> coating the it's on the cervix. Yeah, but I always thought it's like you know like a eraser that pops out or something. That's not a big deal at all. Because um, I remember the doctor saying like, "Oh, has, have you seen the mucus plug?" When I was close to labor, thinking that it's like just a tiny little thing. So oh, anyway, God. oh no, I'm. No, no, I need to hear this. Okay. I need this. So uh, I never saw the mucus plug in the hospital. They induced me. And at a certain point, I went to the bathroom and I wiped. And it like it was like a bottle of runny rubber cement. Like it just kept coming. Ooh! I feel like when like plug is not the right. It should be like mucus bucket should be the term. It was leak. So there was so much of it. So much. I was so so fascinated by it and I was on an IV because they were inducing me so I they had like medicine going through me the whole time so a nurse so when you have to go to the bathroom it is like a whole production they have to unhook you from a million things and they they like you push your pole behind you and you're still attached to your pole your IV pole and a nurse is outside of the bathroom and then you're tethered to it but you're inside the bathroom and I just it took so like I Basically, almost it's almost like I wanted to play with it because I was just so. It was really. She was long. waiting out there. It was a long, and she was like, "Okay, we got to get exactly. you back in the bed." And you're like, "But I have like at least exactly. thirty more minutes of like sculpting to do with my mucus plug." <laughs> so I didn't really get my opportunity. And when I came out, she was like, "Did you feel the urge to have a bowel movement?" And I'm like, "No, I just I was pretty busy." Yeah, I, I don't. It's like I was hiding. I, I was embarrassed, and so mm. I was hiding it. And I'm thinking, why did I not seize my moment? That's the whole your- reason we're there is because I was having a baby, and yet I felt weird about it, so I just didn't tell her what I, I was in there doing. I wonder if you could have jarred it and taken it home. It's probably more fun when I it's know. fresh. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be fresh, I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe but you maybe could freeze like, it, though. Like lentils. They just aren't good, <laughs> like, the second or third day. Or you could freeze. No, it's it's. you've got—you should have just yeah. been like, honestly, honey, nurse, give me, give me a few moments. Right. I need we, some time. We I, have nowhere to go. Like, we're going to be here for a long time. I have to ask, because, like, I feel like we haven't talked about pregnancy a lot on this show. How hard was your pregnancy, and how crazy is giving birth 
if how can if you can answer I those know, questions? Those big questions, but I as I well. Gained, I gained a ton of weight um, while I was pregnant. So that was emotionally hard. Um, but the actual experience of being pregnant. Were you like sick and tired? Could you not do like daily stuff? I was I was tired. I was taking two naps a day, but I could mm. at that point. Um, and I was delighting in taking, like, I was in love with those naps that I was taking. I would curl up with my dog. Are and you a big napper in general? I did not used to be. Wow. I used to be someone who never napped. That's how I am. Um, and then I think during pregnancy I became someone who napped. And now I'm someone that, like, if I could, I would nap all the time. Because I have an electric blanket that I'm addicted to. Oh. So my favorite. Th- I, I It warms up? Yeah. It's like an, a heated throw. I took it. I uh, did Sketchfest. I did my podcast up there. I took it with me. Like, I This is... I travel with a heating pad. You do? You're okay. damn straight I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like it plugs into the wall kind of heating yeah. pad? Oh, I need one of those. Yeah. Yeah. What wow. do you use it on? Just like I'll I'll have it warming up the bed for me and then I'll sleep with it like mm-hmm. maybe on my back or something. I don't... I try not to do it as much. Because they say, someone told me, like, electricity isn't good to sleep with. So I try to cut back, but I still, like, need it and love it. Oh, my God. Sometimes when I – I don't have a microwave anymore, but I used to have a heating pad that went in the microwave. So I'm like, I don't have a heating pad now. But I used to put it on my vagina when I got Ooh. my period. That was, like, the only thing I would, like, sit on it. Because I feel like the cramps are so deep. They're not really, like, where my stomach is. They're oh. more, like, deep up in my vagina. <laughs> Just a Mine personal are, story. like, lower stomach. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's right where all your ladybiz is. Yeah, but like, oh, like a, a heated seat in a nice car. Mm, I love when my ass and My gets, vagina gets all warm. I want my anus to be piping hot. <laughs> so wait, why don't you have a microwave anymore? I, oh, yeah, I hate this shit. I'm sorry. I'm just, <laughs> it's not a health thing. I mean, of course, do I, am I suspicious of microwaves? Do I think they're the devil's work? Like, in a way I do. <sighs> but I they take up so much counter space. I have a really small apartment, mm-hmm. and it's... I just sometimes I want to microwave something, but I'm just like, damn, okay, I'll just put it in the oven or I'll put it on the stove and like heat it up. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, good for you. Are you mad? Yeah. <laughs> Today my mom came over and she's like, why don't you have a microwave? She was like so mean about it. I'm just like, I don't have space for it. I don't know. My queen. I know. And then she told me I have dandruff. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, you have a lot of dandruff. Get a dandruff shampoo. But anyway, wait. I don't see any dandruff. Well, you're not that close. I, I guess. I can show you. But I would think that, okay, yeah, I want to see. Do you ever have the thing where you scratch your head and it literally starts snowing in front of your eyes? Yes. Like I can just, and it's snowing. I'm having very dry scalp issues recently. And I've been trying, the Glomies are helpful. They say do a mixture of apple cider vinegar and water in a spray bottle. Spray it all over your head and let it sit for 30 minutes before you shower. That doesn't seem to be helping. I wonder what it is. Because I have it randomly and then I don't have it and I don't know what causes it to come and go. I think hairspray can be kind of drying. Oh, yeah. Perhaps. And that maybe builds up. Do could you, the product could be build, build up? up. Yes. Oh, my God. It could totally be built up. There's a lot happening on my scalp. <laughs> it's a thick layer. Do you, something. and maybe this is the kind of thing I could be talking about on your Facebook group, mm-hmm. but ever get a scab on your head and really enjoy picking it? Um, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but I don't. That's I, not your thing. I'll get pimples at the nape of my neck, and they're like free popping zones. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, no one's gonna see it. That's right. Like, I can pop it. I feel like from an early age, my dad like was very strict about like three things, and one of those three things was not picking scabs. <laughs> and like, so, and it drives me crazy because my boyfriend, he, he is such a skin picker, but I am like trained. 
you dare not pick your scab to the point where I was tortured. My dad like was in this jogging accident and he had a scab on his knee. I will. This was like a four months of my childhood that I'll never forget. It was like this big, the size of like. I don't know. What, what is that? Like a silver dollar. A silver dollar on his knee, a scab. And it got to the point where the scab was like hanging by a thin <gasps> thread. And he wouldn't, and he wouldn't it. touch it. And I would scream and beg and shout. And like he just made me live with him and his scab. And it probably healed so well. Yeah. I mean, probably. that's the benefit. That's that's too much willpower to let it hang like that. It's, it was. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you're bringing other. To pick. Yeah, you're bringing other people into your madness because other people have to stare at that and want to pick that. And so where badly. is it gonna fall? It's Ew. gonna go somewhere. I know. Right. Sorry, I'm really sharing like horrible shit. No, it's like dark shit. It's that is. I, I I'm like having PTSD, and I wasn't <laughs> even there. There's a truly anxiety-inducing scab sorry. situation. Truly, yeah, sorry. Truly. Sorry. No, I'm sorry you had to live through it. Anyways, but Back you are mucus free. <laughs> Wait, so how many months of your pregnancy were you, like, down for the count? Uh, just the end. Oh. The end was really uncomfortable. Yeah. I would say, like, maybe around, like, the last couple weeks. Oh. Um, last... Maybe it was the last month. I mean, it's uncomfortable before yeah. that. Don't get me wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I, I found pregnancy in general to be uncomfortable. Although I'm so I'm so glad that I yeah. have my son. Like I wanted to get pregnant really bad, and that's what I wanted. But physically, I'm not someone who's like, oh, I just loved it. I just felt like I was glowing. I didn't. I felt that makes sense. Uncomfortable. That, that's how I would feel that I would see it. Yeah, my it, it really does feel like because I think that I thought you probably don't really feel that different because sort of like with weight, like you don't really know that you've gained. You Mm -hmm. might be like, oh, I feel, I think I'm doing great. And then you step on the scale and you're like, oh my God, just because you can't really feel fat. You can feel, with a, you do feel like there is something in your belly, like growing. Yeah. There's something in like pushing on your work, just taking up space. (laughs) Space taking giant lesion inside you. Um, And then at the end, it is, like I remember not, you you like I couldn't really walk very fast, and I did really feel like I was waddling, and my back hurt. Ooh, um, but did, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Did your ankles get swollen? Yes, but I started wearing compression socks, mm. <laughs> uh, which someone recommended. Where did you get your compression socks online? Well, we're supposed to be wearing those on planes, by the way. Why is that? Have you noticed? I in the last year or so, I've noticed my ankles, my feet will get like swollen on a plane. Mm-hmm. If it's a long flight and I take my shoes off, but with socks on, I'm not. A monster. Um, <laughs> I will notice sometimes that it's harder to get my feet back into the shoes yes, at the end. Yes, that's what I've noticed. Right. Why is why is that bad swelling? Because the blood feet? is like pooling at your oh. feet, and you well, could like get like blood clots and stuff. I don't know. It's just you, not good. You know that you're supposed. To, I remember reading this in a magazine, like when I was ten, but. On a flight, you always have to, like, make sure you're checking yourself and doing your ankle rolls, do the alphabet with your ankles. You can't just be sitting there. I mean, I'm a fidgeter, so I'm always, like, legs in my up to my butt, and I walk around a lot, so maybe that's why. Well, I was on a flight with this girl, and she literally took her leg, she was in the window seat, and put it up on the window, like, in a full split, and it was just, like, show off. But <laughs> it's probably so good for her. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you are you are on way longer flights than me. I'm, I'm talking, like, five-hour fl- flight. Max. No, my feet are getting swollen on domestics, baby. <laughs> Go on Amazon circle. and get, get you some socks. compression socks. But yes. also circle your ankles, bitch. And circle. Mm-hmm. And do, do the whole circles. Yeah. Do them. Put your compression socks on. Circle your damn ankles. Do it all. Do it up. Um, were you—did you get morning sickness? 
in the beginning? I never threw up. I did feel sick um, the f- it, during the first trimester. Oh. And I was surprised. I thought that it would just feel like nausea, but it felt like being really hungover. Oh. That's what, what is it, the difference? Um, like, do you know? For me, a hangover. Your whole body hurts. Yeah, you're, it's like the your flu. Head hurts. Your whole body hurts. Oh, you God. like have the shakes. You're like dry mm-hmm. heaving. I mean, when you're really hungover, that's like alcohol poisoning. Yeah. You, it's it's a it's like a, you got hit by a truck. Like a kind flu. Of. Yeah. Wow. More Sounds... than just barfy. Wait. Best question. Most important question. Did you have any silly, fun cravings that like couldn't be explained that's and were a good weird? Question. I don't. Not nothing as weird as you hear, but I was eating a lot of egg salad. Huh. Egg salad and cantaloupe, not huh. together, but and how yeah. did you handle the restrictions that pregnancy gave you? Like, I had a really hard. I wait in what dietary. Or? I had a really hard time giving up artificial sweetener oh. because I am my blood is like ninety percent Splenda oh. trivia, um, and I did give it up for the duration of pregnancy. But that was probably the greatest sacrifice I've ever made. Yeah, how did you do a baby it? Should be so. I, Kissing your fucking feet. I know. I just, I just stopped because it freaked me out. What they told me, which is like we, we don't really know, so we recommend against it. So, um, yeah, I just, I just stopped. And my, my coffee craving, you can have, I think, a cup a day, but my coffee craving kind of went away anyway. But um, and no, no alcohol, obviously. No, was that hard to give up? No, because I don't drink anymore anyway yeah um so that that part was not hard for me i'm trying to think weed's gonna be really tough for me especially if you have nausea from morning yeah. sickness i there mean there are a whole bunch of people who will tell you it's fine i know but i, I can i feel like no i guess it's not good huh because you don't ingest it like you don't eat it and shit it out i feel like it's not passing through the baby's area i mean the lungs it gets in your bloodstream and oh, stuff okay. yeah i don't know i i, I if the people out there do do consume cannabis when pregnant, like, more power to you. I, you know, I don't know. I have yeah. to cross that bridge when I come to it. But Fair I know enough. that's going to be really hard for me. Interesting. My baby's probably going to be high. I just feel like I'm – your baby's going to be I'm going to be smoking. I feel like I'm going to be so uncomfortable because I'm already so, so uncomfortable all the time. Too. I'm, like, always tired. I'm always uncomfortable. I'm always cold. I just can't imagine throwing, like – all of that on top of it. I think you're going to have to really, like, be at home those nine months. Jeez. What Cute. position do you sleep in? Because at a certain point, they tell you not to sleep on your back anymore. On your back? On your back. Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to sleep on? Like a pregnancy Your side. Pillow? I always sleep on my stomach. I sleep in the worst position for my—I have a pinched nerve in my neck, and it's getting worse even though I'm in physical therapy for it. But I sleep, like, arm under the pillow. and I do that, too. The, but on my stomach. So you I, could kind of position yourself so you're on your side then, yeah. right? I think you'd I'm be sure. okay. Do you sleep on your back? Yes. Wow. I admire back sleepers so much. Thank you. People that sleep on their back look like little angels. I know. <laughs> and you're like sleeping like so perfectly. Your skin is not being like rubbed and shoved on the pillow. And I swear to God, when I look at a back sleeper and you're just serenely on your back and your face is just like, mm. <laughs> like a sleeping beauty. That's how like princesses sleep before the prince kisses them. Yeah. You never saw a fairy tale where the girl was like, <laughs> sleeping on her stomach. Right. Drool stain. <laughs> oh, it's props to you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I don't move around that much when I sleep. However, I do wake up a thousand times in the night. But when I'm actually asleep, I don't do that thing where, like, I kick all the covers off. Right, 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 right. 
I kind of want to hear more about pregnancy and birth and stuff. Oh, yeah. I want to know how okay. you mean giving birth, birth. right? Like, yeah. were you scared? How long did it take? Tell us. Yeah. Should we be scared? What should we know now? <laughs> um, I was induced and they they didn't want me to go past my due date. So I was induced like three days before my due date. And I remember feeling like I just didn't feel ready at the time. So I feel like that kind of like started it at not on the on the right foot because mm-hmm. I just felt like it was happening to me. Like it's a medical thing that's happening to me more Scary. than like, yeah. Um, so I, I did not have a great birth experience. It was, I don't want to freak people out. It was really long. It was 41 hours. Oh. But that's because I was re- like my body was not ready. Oh my I mean, God. I was, I he was fully cooked, but <laughs> I just my body hadn't really started going into labor. So that was just long and boring, and um, the epidural didn't. <laughs> none of these stories are going to make you want to do this. <laughs> the epidural no, didn't really work. Know. It didn't what? Oh, it God. it was <laughs> real patchy. So I still felt a lot. Patchy. Um, Patchy. <laughs> like parts of me were numb and parts weren't. I started with a walking epidural, which is a, like slightly different. It's it's lighter and that worked really well. But then I switched to the regular epidural and I feel like that's they they started it like turned down really low and it like didn't catch up with the pain. It was really what you that think that's because it was though. at that point in your labor you were more your I, pain was worse. Yeah, I was so the epidural into, like yes. at the beginning you're walking epidural you're like I'm having a contraction like once every three hours or whatever. Right. But then later. Yeah, I was at the point that I switched to the regular epidural. I was already pretty dilated and it was already happening pretty fast. But I was. I was just so tired and kind of out of it from the whole experience that I was just frustrated that I could still feel stuff. Um, Were you in pain? You were tired and exhausted. Could you sleep during that 41 hours? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Oh, my God. That first night. And then the— Was Daniel there the whole time? He was there the whole time. Yeah. Um, I—so the worst— Part for me was that when so when they give you an epidural, they do a catheter, a, a, a urinary catheter, and I was very worried about that. And they told me that I wouldn't feel it because I would be numb, but I did feel it very much. And like as soon as it was in, I felt this intense, intense urge to pee, Ugh. and I was asking them to please take it out, and they wouldn't take it out Caroline, because have my baby for me. You said <laughs> you would. I can't do it. You said, I can't. I can't. So I've heard stories of other people having that happen, even though they made it see it sound like that shouldn't have happened. Like I've heard of other people experiencing that. I think knowing now that that it you. Like if if I do it again, like oh I might experience that, but it will pass. It is I think it's just your bladder spasming or something. Yeah. Um. And if they turn like when you have up. anal and it feels like you have to poop. <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> I've never had I've anal. Had really? Mm-mm. Esther, you. And so- have. <laughs> I mean, I was in high school, guys. I mean, <laughs> you kind of have to at one point. I was seventeen. <laughs> I at was, one time, I was behind the dodgeball wall, <laughs> or whatever it is, the handball wall. At one point in my life, I no, but yeah, you really feel like you have to poop, but it's just it'll pass. It does your asshole it, spasming. Does it hurt though? Because that's that's my that's why I butt have, sex. Yeah, it's it like, depends on the penis. It. I actually think it doesn't even it's like it 
there are moments of it where it is so painful that you're like, oh, my God. And then there are moments of it where it's so great. That, it feels good. Yeah. Well, you have to really it's ease into it. Yes. Easing into it is key. Easing into it. I mean, those those first few moments when the seal is getting broken. That's when it's really bad. That's when it hurts. <laughs> How bad? Really bad where you're like, oh, my God. Uh, well, I just... Well, but if, if it's there's a big dick, if a big dick, it's like gonna be uncomfortable. But if you're blessed to have a boyfriend with a smaller <laughs> pinkus, <laughs> then it it's it's not as bad when you break that seal. But the seal, it's like it's just like that. It doesn't want to get in there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't want to go in. But then it's not you... it's no birth, but it's still hard. <laughs> Wait, what were you gonna say? But then once you it, once you're in, you're like okay. This is fun. Yeah. Everybody's having a good time. Yeah, we're having a party. <laughs> Maybe I'm missing out. Sometimes I think, like, am I going to go to the grave having never had anal sex? I can't believe it. You've got to just, you've really just got to, like, Get but maybe like, and I also have never done acid. But maybe like the window for both these things has closed. Not for anal. No. Maybe for acid. Okay. Not for either. I've never honestly. done drugs. I'm I'm good going that way. But mm-hmm. I think why not? You know, over the years, it's like why not just throw it in a few times? Sure. Throw a dick in that in that booty in hole. That <laughs> There's right. nothing to lose when you're married because it's like if there is any kind of like poop accident, mm-hmm. who cares? You know, it's all. Mm. Swipe it under the rug, whatever they say. But, but I've like, never had that happen, but I it's a fear for sure. I think there fear. are some people who do enemas first, which I would not I don't think you know. need to fuck with yeah, that. No. Just make sure you've you've got a pretty you know when you clear runway. You know. <laughs> you know, you just wanna like your body knows. Make sure you got an air traffic controller in there, just make sure you're clear for takeoff. <laughs> And you know, yeah, yeah, you know, you know when there's something in the chamber. Oh yeah, when there's not. Yeah, I think it's 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 female intuition at the end of the day. Only you know. Only a woman can truly know. We can't help you with that. Oh my god, the stories I could tell about anal. I know. Once I get going, my boyfriend listens to the podcast. I know. I I know. I want to hear your anal stories so so bad. Save them for the writers' room. Never, never. <laughs> Joking. With our, like, our gentlemanly male co-workers. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't been called into HR yet, on a side note. Okay. You're first on the list. <laughs> One more anal question. Was your sense that it really felt good and different for the guy? Because I've heard that, like, the mm. thrill is that it's, you know, Naughty. sort of. Yes. I think oh, that yeah, is. I, I think know. some guy. I think it depends on the guy. I think some guys are like, yeah, fuck yeah, this feels so good. Some guys are like, I like pussy better. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If like your guy is like not even that interested in it, then it's like, do you need to be doing it? It's not that. Yeah. Probably mm-hmm. not. No. Yeah. But of course, yeah. I mean, you don't want a boyfriend that's like, babe, like, can we please try anal, please? Like, or I mean, maybe you do want that. I don't know. But that would kind of like creep me out a little bit too. That is kind of the way. I want both people to be like, like, oh, we should, we should try this. <laughs> Oh, interesting. You were you were coerced. Or I was not? a little. I feel like it was definitely something that someone wanted to do. But I've always had when I'm in a relationship, in a committed relationship, I'm always like, yeah, whatever you want. You know, that's kind of my yeah. Let's 100%. just do this. We're together. We like each other. It's consensual. Totally. So. Any yes. like anything. Well, you're down I for mean, anything. It's so hot when your partner shares yeah. what they want to do. You gotta you gotta be G G G right. Good. Giving a game or whatever. Oh, I didn't know. Dan Savage. Tan laundry. <laughs> you got to be GTL for your lover. 
Um, I <laughs> clean clothes, tan skin, <laughs> whatever baby wants, whatever Bay wants. I will do anything, but I stop. I put my foot down at clean clothes. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> we know <laughs> that we know. I'll I'll do anal a hundred times over doing that extra load of laundry. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, so your epidural was patchy. Mm-hmm. You were yes. feeling it. You were feeling a little pain. I was feeling. I felt. Um, what I especially felt was what they call the ring of fire, which is when he's crowning. Ah! <laughs> and um, I was very worried about— the shoulders the whitest part of the baby? The head is. Oh. I, wait. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I've always wondered that because I'm always like, you think it's the worst when the head's coming out. But those shoulders got to get out <laughs> there, too. I think they kind of like—, like Move the shoulders around a little more. Ooh. The head they can't Ring manipulate of that much. Not How just my favorite Johnny Cash song, <laughs> but a horrible sensation. And I, they kind of. I was very concerned about tearing, so my doctor said she would do everything she could to prevent that. So what they do is they like as the head's coming out, they kind of like hold it there to let you stretch. So that is like that. You really feel that. There's a real feeling there. That's like the sound I made too. Oh, that is the sound wow. I was making. How does a baby come out I of there? Know. I know. Wow. It's crazy. <laughs> and I my can't husband, do it. And my husband I said want to. he I just, want what, to. he looked at my vagina and he's just like, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't handle how he, how huge. I mean, he could handle it, but like it just everything just gets real big. And somehow it happened. But it is, I, afterwards, I did have this feeling of like, I cannot, I cannot believe that's how everyone on this earth got here. I've lost feeling in my arm. What did you say, bitch? <laughs> Repeat the last time. Afterwards, minutes. I. No, I heard. But. Yeah, okay. Oh my God. I still can't believe that, I, that everyone who's had a baby has done that, and every human being has also done that why did except you, for maybe cesarean section why that's did you also really awful. not want to tear isn't that that's common right and it's an easy fix it's funny as my doctor said that too and i got the sense that she was like thought that i was cons- it was a, a vanity thing like i was concerned about the uh, integrity of my vagina or something and it yeah. really wasn't that it was just for some reason the idea of having a bunch of stitches down there really freaked me out mm. and i thought that'd be really painful yeah so Fair i just enough. Or I think some people, have, do they have staples maybe? Staples. Maybe not staples. Okay. Probably not staples. Okay. And let's move on. <laughs> I No, this is good. I feel like an asshole that I'm being so squeamish be- because the, the truth is like I want to hear this. I want to know. I'm so curious. I'm scared. But it is. And it's the most intense experience that probably like we'll ever go through. Yeah. And the fact that like we can all do it and every woman does or women that choose to have mm-hmm. birth do it. Yeah. Moms all did it. Our it's moms crazy. all did it. It's inspiring, and it's just like, damn, women are obviously so, so strong. It's, it's, that birth, I just feel like I'll beat throughout my whole pregnancy, like, so anxious. Yes, that's what, that's, I always think, Because I get like, nervous before shows and stuff. I know, I'm going to be consistently thinking, like, oh that's my God, it's going to have to come out of me. Mm-hmm. How do, I don't want to get it out. And what? I don't want to be, like, in month six and seven and eight being like, I don't want, I'm like, I'm nervous about the due date. Like, I almost, like, don't want it to come. No, yeah. no, you will get, you get to the point where you're so uncomfortable that you just want it out. The baby. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. The, I, I can see so that. So nature takes care of you in that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, my um, God. I don't know how I can't imagine it. anyone at the end of pregnancy wanting to stay pregnant at that point. So. I almost feel like I have would have a phobia. Like, I, want, I don't want to—I'm so afraid. 
It's like a I phobia want to of stay birth. in me. Yeah. I wish the baby could come out our mouth. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> my mouth could stretch. Throw it out my butt. I'll do that. Uh, you, you'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> please. Wow. Please let the baby come out of my butt. Did you, cons- were you scared? Did you consider a C-section or anything? A little bit. But then the people I talked to who had C-sections said that if you can avoid having a C-section, that would be their recommendation just because that is major surgery. But then I've talked to people Um, who loved their C-section, so I don't know. Major surgery. Like, as he was coming out of me, I thought to myself, I'm never doing this again. (laughs) And then within a couple weeks, I I already was thinking about next time, I'll do it this way or I'll do it that way. It's really weird how it happens, how it just kind of, as much as it, I had, I think, and especially grueling labor. I know tons of people who had really good labors, yeah. and they have nothing bad to say about it. And they're it's, like, "Just get the drugs; and it'll imagine, be fine." Can it's you true. imagine just it sliding out of you, and you were like, "I bet you, Kylie, like that thing just slid right out of her." <laughs> I just get that vibe. Like my mom says that I was born in an hour. She was in and out of the hospital yeah. in an hour. And my they, mom was. I was really fast, and my sister was really fast too. But then you hear. I mean, I. We'll also hear two days. It's kind of like thirty hours yeah. stories. Were you in the hospital for that full forty-one? Oh, and then a bunch of days afterwards too. Why? Because he had to go to the NICU. So there was meconium, which means he pooped in, in utero, basically. Uh, meconium is like their first poop, and usually it's in the diaper. But when they broke my water. It was kind of greenish, which which means that he had pooped in there. And so then they have to call in all these people, and it took him a little longer to start to breathe. So then they had to take him to the NICU for observation for a couple days. Babies don't poop in the womb at all? I think they do, but it's—I actually don't. Now I don't know. At one point I did know. It's not meconium, though. That's like a special— for it's for the other side yeah that's usually Aww. saved for oh yeah babies are amazing you know, little so pooing cells mm-hmm. pooing up a damn storm yeah baby is so cute too. And, and farting too like you after dairy yeah how is that going by the way i'm so farty it's if i now if i'm near dairy i feel like i'm farting are you someone who liked dairy? I, yeah, I love cheese. I really that do. Sucks. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. <laughs> I hope that you. I, I hope you can return to it. I I I'm feeling good about being away from it though. It's 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 the devils. It's for me. It brings out the worst farts known to man. Mm-hmm. Another thing. It makes anal real drag, <laughs> as you can probably that runway. Imagine. It's not clear. <laughs> not when I've had. There's some real fog. I mean, the, the other conditions are bomb rough. cyclone. The other day I had. I put out a cheese plate for my friend, and I was like, I'll just have, like, a little tiny square of cheddar. Like, not even. It was so small. Like, what's worse that can happen? It was, like, immediate farts. Do anyway. you get pain? Yes. It really hurts. I will say I got Cramps. a vegan soft cheese at the farmer's market, and it is delicious, and it's made of cashews. It's so good. So those are so expensive, though. It was $9, correct. There you go. Yeah. But um, they're really good. Yeah. I, I believe in that. Can I ask you a question, Esther? A life question? Yeah. I uh, was very excited to follow your journey into having someone else clean up your your house. Oh, yeah. How's it going? Has it stayed all organized? Because now I follow her on Instagram, and I look at a lot of before and afters. This is a tough conversation for me. I've been wondering the very same thing, as a matter of fact. I did have a professional organizer come in and organize my room, and it's— 
as my therapist said, it is this like getting, you know, the lap band and then you're still a binge eater. You ate through it. Y- yeah. Um, my room is still messy. So there's got some mess in there. Mm-hmm. But there's still a baseline of the organization. Right now, the big problem is like, I don't know. I think I wasn't as involved in the organizing process as I should have been, and I didn't get rid of stuff. I still really am overdue for a big purge. Mm -hmm. So it's not perfect, but it is at least nice to have, like, the base. Like, okay, when a tax thing comes in the mail, I know where that goes. And Where does it go? There's, like, a little bin. Because there's piles of paper all over my desk right Right. now. Right. So there's just, like, a bin that says taxes on it. And then my desk is my desk is a mess. My couch is filled with messy cl- with clean clothes. So there's that. But otherwise, there's like a the baseline is is there, but it's not. It's really it, true. You like have to be there, kind of. Yeah, and I just like, was oh, I don't so, really need that bin. Yeah, because they do. They like they organize it in a way where you're like, this isn't actually the most useful for my everyday life. Mm. Um, Did they want you to be there for, sorry. They were open to it, but they're like, you don't have to be. And I was just like, oh, okay, I don't want to be near this. This is, like, horrible for me. And it's, like, so, like, written with Upsetting, right? Yeah, and, like, anxiety and whatever. And I was like, okay, I really wish that someone would have been, like, just take three hours and sit with us. Like, I wish they would have done that. Or I would have done that, whatever. I blame everyone else for everything in my life. Welcome to being me. But um, Maybe you could have them back. For a little redo. Maybe. I was thinking, I have a friend. A touch up. Yeah, I have a friend who's really OCD. I might just, like, pay her to do it. But did they not have you purge a bunch of stuff? Because on some they of her didn't. Instagram stories, she'll show, like, the purge happening. I know. They didn't have that. Have me do that, which is a little bit of a bummer. Mm. But Yeah, that's so my cool. problem, too. It's not organizing the stuff. It's getting rid of half yeah. of the stuff, which I can't do. I know. What, I'm what is your guys' take on clothing and getting rid of clothing that you don't wear anymore? Do you have, like, a... If I haven't worn this piece in three months or in two years, like, how do you get rid of clothing? I don't nearly as much as I should. There's so much in my closet that I don't wear. I tend to wear the same things repeatedly. But then I will find something that's been sitting in my closet with the tag on, and Mm. I'll put it on, and all of a sudden that'll become my new favorite thing. So I feel like I actually do eventually sometimes wear Granted, it's now out of style, and it's probably from, like, the Limited or Express, but I will sometimes do that. So that makes me even more hesitant to get rid of stuff. But during pregnancy, I suddenly couldn't handle all the clutter everywhere anymore, and I went through, like, a big purge, and it felt so good. I just started throwing—I was really merciless with throwing clothes and, like, huge garbage bags filled with black shoes that all look kind of the same. Steve Madden, mostly. See, a lot of my, old stuff. My brain runs on nostalgia. So I get rid of something and then I'm like, oh, I can't believe I don't have that anymore and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like afraid to get rid of stuff. And it's, but I don't want to be like have the walls closing in on me. I don't know what to do. It's such a happy medium you have to yeah. find. And like, it's, I haven't really figured out that balance either. But just that the feeling of knowing there's something you threw away, like a skirt, or I have a couple pieces that I know I got rid of and it, I will, be walking down the street, minding my business, and they'll flash in my brain, and I will be overtaken by this horrible sense of loss. Yes. Yes. It's so crazy. Yes. Like, a piece that I wore in college or something that I, like, I know. gave away because I didn't have space to put in my suitcase when I came back. To it. Like, these pieces will flash in my mind, and I will get sad. And that's wrong. that is crazy that I'm getting sad over material things. But I will get really upset. I feel like we're very similar today. I'm loving it. Well, is it because you deprived yourself of something? Because I have that, too. 
And it's like I, I regret that I, I feel like I follow, I did what other people tell me to do, which is I got rid of a bunch of stuff. And mm. like, but I didn't, I didn't want to or I wasn't ready or whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, like sometimes it's, I'll go through phases where I'm like, I need to get rid of shit. And I'll just like start bagging up stuff. And then I'll be like so sad that I got rid of things. I, um, yeah, I don't know. It's really, I'm like getting just sad just thinking about, I have a couple pieces in mind that I like. Yeah, I'm getting no, a little emotional about right now. <laughs> it's shocking. Why am I so attached? I, I remember when my dad moved out of the, ta- of like the house he was living in that I like lived with him in before I went to college. So I had to clean out my whole childhood room and my stepmom said that watching me and my dad like box up things was torture for her because we would like every item before it even went in the box or went in like a throwaway box. We'd like look at it and like talk about it. And she's like, I couldn't even like be around that energy. And it took you guys so long to like just pack up a house. But it's true. It's like every item I'd be like, <sighs> oh, yeah, this thing like should I throw it away or keep it or which box should it go in? Like, I do not have a very, I do not have a chill and personal relationship with material goods. I could cry at that story. It's like beautiful. Or I something. know. <laughs> it's so, the, the both of us too, that we'd be like, oh, this, like, oh, like just talking about it, thinking about it, like ruminating, masticating. Like, it's so sweet. It's it's kind of sad, but it's, it's a little sweet, I suppose. Um, I remember even when I was really little, my I used to live with my grandparents and my grandma. We were doing a garage sale and I had a cozy coupe. You know, those like little red Fisher Price cars that have like a yellow top and you like put mm-hmm. your feet in the bottom like the Flintstones. <laughs> and I was like too big for my cozy coupe, but I, I could still fit in it. And I remember coming out to the garage sale and catching the tail end of my grandma selling it to a family with little kids who actually needed it. Oh. And being like, no! <laughs> and throw, I feel like I threw my body in front of the cozy coupe and she was like, Caroline, you don't need it anymore. Like, it's time to get, you know, we're selling it. And it took me years to get over that. Wow. But it's true. It's just like, why? I know. What is is with the emotional attachments to material goods? So so my son is 13. By the way, I don't want to be that person who's defined by the fact that I have a baby, even though it is all I ever talk about now. So it does. But anyway. um, You have a 13-month-year-old son. Yeah. Of course. you got to talk about it. He Anything he's holding, um, if you try to take it out of his hand, he will... Like scream, not scream, but cry and real tears, and like you can tell he's really distraught. Like any anything that he's holding or playing with, um, and it happens repeatedly throughout the day. So I try to always sort of like distract him by giving him something else. Or, um, but but the reason I bring that up is because. I bet it's it is like a really primitive thing in us to form attachments to objects. Mm, yeah. I wonder if it is because I watch he is attached to every object he encounters throughout the day. Right. Or I wonder if I had grown up in a more purgy minimalist household. I feel like it's a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I disagree. My mom threw away all my shit, and that's why I'm like this because I. No, like I see my friends whose moms kept everything, and I'm like, oh, you got that's an option. You can have that, or you can have your mom's old vintage vintage '70s T-shirts. Like I don't have anything from my mom's younger life. I don't have anything from like my childhood, and that has me triggered even harder. I'm just like, keep it all, keep it all. Right, absolutely. I mean, but it's so hard to know what you should say for your future kid. I know. Like I always wonder. It's like I'm like I have all these like purses. I'm like this would be so cute for a little girl to have this. But I don't have the storage space. Mm-hmm. Where am I going to put all this stuff? But I am, I, I kind of am now leaning towards like keep everything. 
Keep your yearbooks. My dad threw oh, out yeah. his yearbooks. Oh, that's oh, bad. Yeah, you growing up, I always those. Yearbooks take up so much space. They do. You that's need those. Hard. I don't hard. even have my my yearbooks are at my parents' house. Like I don't even have them in my possession. I know. That's I'm good. so grateful for that. For those few square footage of space <laughs> that my parents still allow me. I know. The yearbooks are definitely in there. Every weekend, I feel like I get texts from my mom like, can I throw this yes. away? She's just trying to really, really kick me out fully. No existence of me left. Do you think she'd ever throw stuff away behind your back? She has, yeah. Yeah, that's... She has. That's, my parents went But through, now she knows not to. My parents went through an eBay kick. Buying or selling? Bu- selling. Selling oh, stuff. Good. Yeah. That's- well, it is, except that I found... So I have um, a pair of drums at my parents' house, and I found this list with all these details about the drums. And I think my mom was going to put them on eBay. And I hope she would have asked me oh. first. Your drum kit? Yeah. Oh. That's tough. One time I went to a thrift store in L.A. and I saw my childhood bike. And I still don't know. <laughs> I, it was my bike. It had like I had like a ladybug horn. Like I knew it was my bike. And I still don't know how, to this day how it got there, who took it there. But I was like 17. And I was just like, why is my bike here? <laughs> it was so surreal. That's horrifying. It was really sad. Of course, I didn't need it anymore. But it was, I just. Did you, you must have felt so like violated. It was so violating. It was the most violating. It was really horrible. Did you feel tempted to buy it? I would have. Of course I felt a little yeah. tempted to buy it. I didn't need it. It was kind of like busted by that point. But I didn't know how it got there, who took it there, how long it had been there. It was really scary. It was it was like a it was a shell shock moment. Ooh. With my little ladybug horn. It was unmistakably my bike. <laughs> yeah, that the Jewish Women's Council on Fairfax. <laughs> tough, tough stuff. Wait, I have to ask. So we talked a little about about your pregnancy, mm-hmm. but how about now that you have a baby, how is your life different? Like, are you, can you still have a life? Yes. Um, it's, it, it's hard. It was hard. The adjustment was harder than I was expecting, even mm-hmm. though I feel like I am such an advertisement for not having kids. And I don't <laughs> want to be. I really don't want to be. No, you're no. being really honest. Okay. It's really, um, I always appreciate how open you are about okay, this stuff. Good. Yeah, it was. It was just, it's like a little bomb goes, or a hurricane hits your life, or a bomb goes off in your life. I mean, and and I had heard people say stuff like that, and for some reason I just thought, oh, it's not going to be that way. Like, I, you know, I work from home, so I will be able to continue to do all the things that I did and also take care of a baby. And Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how unrealistic that is. Like, especially at the very beginning, well, just in terms of, I'm going to, I need help. I didn't realize that I was going to need help. I didn't realize that you cannot, at the beginning at least, you can't take care of a baby and return an email at the same time. Like, it's just, I found it just impossible. I couldn't concentrate on anything. Um, so once I had once I had someone who could come and who could watch him for a few hours a day while I was, like, in, this, in the house while I was home, that helped a lot. And also just little stuff like, when do you shower? That, right. be, that was hard. Um, but all that stuff kind of gets sorted out in the first few months. And then now, um, you know, I mean, still, I think time management is still difficult. But I don't, in no way do I miss my, well, th- there's parts of my old life that I miss. Like, I miss just being able to sleep in and then just fuck around and kind of do do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, but I don't really yearn for it. It's more like I marvel at, like, that's crazy that it, it, I used to have that much freedom. Yeah. Um, what do you do instead now? Take care of Elliot. I mean, I used to sleep in. I'm a night person, but I switched to become a morning person because at a certain point I, w- I realized, like, 
there's no way this is going to work. This thing where I get up and then, you know, when he was like a little baby, like put him in the swing and hope that he'll fall asleep so that I can then fall asleep on the couch. Like I felt like I kept trying to squeeze in more sleep and I just couldn't do it. So I just started going to sleep early and getting up early. That's been a huge shift for me because I really was a night person. Um, what time do you go to bed and wake up? I go to bed at 10 and I get up at like 6. Mm-hmm. And before I would go to bed probably like 2 and maybe get up at I don't know, between 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. So um, what about you guys? I'm all over the place. Like, I lean towards naturally being a night person, but I hate that feeling of sleeping late. So I'm really always aiming to wake up a. Lately, I've been so tired. I don't know why I think it's an iron deficiency. So I've been sleeping till 9. But I would say 8 is my sweet spot in general. But once we start shooting, which is only two weeks away, and I'm quite nervous. I'll probably be waking up at 5. Mm. What time do you go to bed to hit that 5 a.m. wake up? Um, I would say, like, if I'm if it's a Sunday where I'm not, like, rushing home to, like, do the last few, whatever, like, have one hour to myself. If it's a Sunday night, I usually try to get in bed at 8.30. Hope- sleep at 8.30? No, hopefully you're asleep by 9, 9.30. Wow. Um, and otherwise, like, between 9 and 10. That's that's early. So you're already doing it. Well, that's good. Oh, for being a baby. Yeah, we're ready for baby. Yeah, <laughs> you're it's ready. So hard, a baby's though. like shooting. <laughs> what kind of? I this is a weird question, but what kind of like, what kind of food do you make your baby? And what mm. kind of food does your baby eat? Um, he was super into rav- these Gerber raviolis. Um. And he can actually sort of say ravioli. I used to, I would joke that it's his first word. He says oli, 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 oli. Um, it's super cute. And he kind of is like, oli, the ravi, the ravi part, not really, but he says oli. So he was very into those, and I would cut them up, and they have um, turkey and beef and chicken, and then there's one that's just mm. spinach and cheese. Yeah, they're not, I've tried them. They're not bad. They're pretty good. He was really into that for, um, for a while, and then he seems to be off of that. Uh, he likes cheese. He likes scrambled eggs. Um, he likes blueberries. So he's eating solids. Yes. He's eating all the stuff. But yeah. in the early days. In the early days. What, did you ever think about like making baby food or doing that kind of crazy stuff? A little bit. A little bit. Um, I go or I went to a mommy and me group, which I would have probably made fun of before. But um but it was really good and really helpful to talk to other people who had babies the same age and to learn about stuff. And there were – because I think because it's L.A., there were, like, a ton of people who were, you know, going to the farmer's market, buying organic strawberries and basil and mixing them together and then wondering why their baby didn't like it. Mm. But apparently it was delicious to the adults. Um, and I – and there's all these different baby food makers that apparently make it pretty easy. So you can just buy an ingredient and put it in, and then it'll they press a button and it'll do it. Sounds but no, I never, yeah, I never did that fun. though. Yeah. I, want, I was I love baby food. On a side note, I do too. It's really good. I oh my god, Esther, have you ever tried like a fruity baby food? Yeah, it's good. It's like applesauce. They're so good, right? Yeah, baby foods are really slept on, like adult item. I think, but I'm a little too embarrassed to rock it. I do feel like as an adult, like. 
making your own baby food sounds really fun. But I feel like if I had a baby, I would not even fuck with that. I would just whatever's the easiest option. That's what I did. Yeah. I just couldn't get into this idea that it really matters all that much. And they they don't they only eat a tiny bit at the beginning anyway. And our pediatrician is pretty relaxed about like, yeah, just get the, you know, the oatmeal at the store for babies. I'm and just going to be the mom that's eating more of the baby food than the kid is. You sure are. So those raviolis yeah. I was familiar with before I had, for years before I had a baby because it's a little dish and it's like 70 or 80 calories mm. portion control. You passed if you, it, your love for the olis <laughs> onto Elliot. You're like, I wonder why my son likes it. You're like, I've been eating them nonstop. They, most of my blood is made up of Gerber raviolis. <laughs> That's so – I'm – I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to check out those girls. You should. I know. Well, they're not vegan, but – Oh, yeah. This, oh, yeah. No, they're not. Yeah. Too bad How long you. have you – have you always been vegan? No. I, I was vegan for like a year, years ago, but this bout of it has been since July. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How come? Um, I watched that documentary, What the Health, with my family, and we just all were like, we're just going to go vegan. And I'm now stick, sticking with it because – I, like, the thought of eating animals freaks me out, makes me sad. And I, I, like, literally have, like, I don't talk about this a lot, but I'm, like, totally now, like, meat is murder. Like, I try to keep it to myself, and I think it's fine. I totally, I I try to be a cool vegan, but in my own brain, when it comes to me eating meat, I feel like it's murder, and I don't want to do it. But I don't judge other people for doing it at all. See, I kind of feel the same way, and it there's so much cognitive, and but by by the way, no one send me upsetting videos, please, because I just can't handle them. Mm. But there is a cognitive dissonance because I do eat meat, not a lot. It's very, it's rare that I eat meat, but I'm not vegetarian. I'm not vegan, but like emotionally, I feel like I should. Yeah, be. no, that's kind of what's keeping me in it. But my boyfriend eats meat all the time. Like, I, it's totally normal to eat meat. There's nothing wrong with it. But I'm. And maybe one day I will eat it again. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to be like, I'm vegan for life and I'm perfect. Like, What do you miss most? Um, right now, I don't really miss anything. I, for a while, losing eggs was hard, but I don't miss anything now. Are you open to fish? Like, what's your attitude to, like... I'm, like... To the dumber animals. <laughs> yeah, is it a stupider animal? Is that... I'm, like, open to fish. I don't really eat fish, but... I mean, I, I don't, but I'm. If I was in a situation where I don't know, I I would, quote unquote, cheat. I would. It would probably be fish. I would never be with like cheese or no, no. meat. Any kind I of other. I feel like fish is so different to me than red meat. I just I don't think I could ever give it up. But yeah, we're we're also proud of you, Esther. I know. I'm. So, I don't want to. I'm sorry. I'm no. We. I'm she proud. Asked me, so are you? <laughs> I'm inspired. Cruelty free in all your beauty products. No, I'm not. I try though. I try not to support uh, brands that are not cruelty free, and I try to only use cruelty free. Um, which now that I'm doing more like natural products, it's becoming easier. Um, but I'm not. By no means am I perfect about it. And certainly, if something has honey, I'm pretty lax about that. Mm-hmm. Um, although my dad is not, and he's like, bees don't make honey because they're, they want to for you. It's not for you. So it's your whole family my, who's my on board? Parents. They're still vegan. They've stuck to it? Yeah. Wow. Who's And your dad is pretty, like, militant about it? He's really militant. No way. And, like, a couple months in, my mom had mentioned, like, maybe not, and he got really upset with her. It was, like, he was, like, upset. They were in a fight all day. It was crazy. What kind of vegan He's food? very controlling. I'm though. so amazed, though. Like, what are they making vegan meals together? Do they go to a Native Foods Cafe? <laughs> My mom makes 
food like once or twice a week. They eat a lot of Chipotle. They eat um, like pasta, you know, with veggies and sauce. I can't believe that your parents are still vegan. I didn't really realize that. It is crazy. But it's so also it's like just goes to show how easy it really is. I do have a baby food story that I could share. There was this phase that my mom went through when she was like buying a lot of baby food and she was like really into it because it tastes so good. I just remember she being like, baby food's cool. Like it's good. It's good for you. And she put one in my lunch one time when I was in, like, first grade at a very vulnerable bullying age. And I remember getting into my lunch and, like, peeling off the label so no one would see that it was baby food. But then I went to the teacher to ask them to open it. And our Mr. Simpson, the music teacher who was watching us during lunch, was like, is this baby food? (laughs) So loudly and everyone heard it. And it was very, very scarring. Oh, it's like, mortifying at that age. baby food? And I was just like, please, please, <laughs> please be quiet. It's mortifying, but I do. It is so good. That's oh really funny. I know, like those plum flavors. Sorry. Could I'm you getting... imagine at this age, like rolling into work with baby food? We would be so proud. No, I want to keep it in like my car as like a little car snack or something. You are obsessed with car snacks. I have so many snacks in my car. It's crazy. I, I Where get do you so keep them? On the passenger seat, mm-hmm. and then I, like, yesterday Esther got in my car, and I, like, threw pistachios in the back so fast. I don't think you even saw. I was throwing, <laughs> like, didn't. bags of nuts in the back. <laughs> I mean, I've got a lot of car snacks rolling in that car. Am I obsessed with car snacks? You, Do you bring it not... up a lot. I'm not a car snack person because things get hot in the car, so I don't, like— But if it's light string cheese, then it's improved by how warm and, like— Oh, you look so disgusted. It's so good. That, I, feel the same, I feel the same way about I keep goji berries and mulberries in my mm-hmm. car, and in the heat, they yeah. kind of soften up. gets better But what are, are they in a glass container? What are we talking? Uh, you're, they're in a plastic bag, oh. so it's probably really bad. Esther, are you anti? You're, she's an, you're anti-plastic Don't you now. I know. No, like, well, it's I'm in not a dark, anti-plastic, it's dark, but— It's in a dark, uh, like, plastic. Whatever. I just have my weird phobias. I'm, like, afraid of leftovers. I have all these weird, like, phobias. Giving birth, leftovers. You get mm-hmm. it. This plug. <laughs> We need to talk about this book, though. Yes. Okay. So you wrote a book. I yes. cannot wait to read it. I can't believe I have it in my hands. It's called Tropical Attire Encouraged. Yes. Is it? Is it hard? To, is that script hard to read? A little bit. Yeah. It took me a second, but it's just because I didn't know the... Oh, that's a that's an amazing name. And Tropical, other, tropical Attire Encouraged and other phrases that scare me because I was invited to a party. Ah. It was a, like a tiki-themed party, and it said Tropical Attire Encouraged, and I did not scary. go. But there's an essay about my, my thoughts about, like, re- do we need another party where we have to take it I off? I love that this is just, like, short little chapters so that you can just, Yeah, like, it's just – well, so I had, a, I had a, um, a syndicated column, and these are columns from the first year I was syndicated. And then the following story is sweet and a little bit sweet barfy. Um, it's so bar – it's so sweet it is potentially barfy is what I'm about to say. Uh, my husband – for my birthday one year, like, b- bound all the columns in a book that he made himself, and he illustrated each one. And then the publisher was like, we want to put this out as a book. So that's uh-huh. what that is. Different cover, but... Um, that's what this is. Yeah. Oh, Yeah, wow. so he did the illustrations inside. They're so cute. So are these essays from when? Um, It was from... God, what year was it? Um, Like, two... 2000... 
13 and 14. Oh, wow. I think. Oh, my gosh. I cannot yeah. wait to read these. Yeah, this looks all, they all look so funny. Like, all the titles. I'm, the titles of the essays are really funny. I'm turning into a dog pageant mom. <laughs> About that time I test drove a car into another car. I did that, yeah. I hit a car in a dealership. It's, this looks amazing. Am Thank I not you. first class material? <laughs> This, yeah, I'm a petty person. Yeah. Mm. this It looks so funny and so cool. So wait, you're, you had a syndicated column? That's so awesome. So cool. Thank you. I'm afraid of fun. I, love I am. That. I am yeah. too. Oh my God. I'm a... Uh... July 4th is really like the nexus of the fun that I'm afraid of. Me too. It's loud. I hate, yeah. I hate fireworks. Mm-hmm. I like Firecrackers. Totally, yes. Because people always modify them. I mean, I don't. I don't like them unmodified, and I especially don't like them modified. If you've like hammered a nail into it, and now it'll go straight into someone's eye. Ugh, that's crazy. Oh, fireworks are very scary. I feel mm-hmm. like everyone knows an uncle that had a fireworks accident. Yeah, like was blind one. for six weeks. Who, you, we all have an uncle. Yeah. I no. I I don't. I just know of them. Yeah. No. It's. They're legit scary. I yeah. would never let my kids play with a firework. or uh, Don't let Elliot touch a firework. <laughs> it's all so bad for the environment, guys. Like, why are we still letting this happen? We someone need the fireworks lobbyists need to back down, and we need to go straight to Washington. Well, you're talk- with I'm talking. I'm talking fears. like home fireworks. Like you're in your backyard. That shit, I don't fuck with. I'm talking all of it. I don't fuck with. Well, I will say there is something. I I get a little swell of American pride when I'm watching some some big sparklers and. <laughs> Explosion. I don't know. I, sometimes I get into it when it's like the big stuff. Even that. When is professionals too loud. are handling them. Mm. I'm more okay with that when it's far away and in the sky. They're grand, grandiose, mm-hmm. awe inspiring. But Esther, you're like a hard no on I'm, all fireworks. I just feel like all night on July 4th, you're hearing noises. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I you're just, like a dog. That's like yeah. dogs get scared. I am like a dog. Thank you. Like you Jacob. Are. Thunder jacket. Yes. Yes. Ever since I was a little kid, I, I wanted to be a dog. And oh, my right. parents call me Jacob. Yeah, you ate. I'm still Jacob. He's still you in there. Wait, did you out eat? Of a bowl? Yeah, off the floor. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You, you didn't eat dog food though. No, I didn't eat dog food. But you ate pretzels out of a bowl. On I the would floor. only eat out of a bowl on the floor. That's correct. Jacob of all dog names. Was that your choice or your parents? That choice? was my choice because there was a dog I really liked, and his name was Jacob. Oh, that's so cute. I wanted to be him. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know there was a real life Jacob. There was. Yeah. Who? What kind of dog was he? Who? I think I don't even remember him, but I think he was a um, German Shepherd. My aunt always had like German Shepherds and Yorkies. German Shepherds are really sexy. If I met a German Shepherd named Jacob, (laughs) you're damn straight. (laughs) That I know that's a hot dog right there. Hot dogs are so real, like when they're kind of like muscular when they're hot, (laughs) muscular. Sometimes they keep you safe. Sometimes they see a dog, I'm like, that's a hot dog. That's all I'll say. I won't go. I won't delve further into this <laughs> for fear of saying something that I'll regret. Um, well, Allison, thank you so much for being thank you here. For having me, this was really fun. Where can people find you in your book? And I know your podcast is yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Find my podcast iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen or all the other places you get podcasts. My website is AllisonRosen.com. The book um, is available as a book book, as an audio book, and as an ebook. And Amazon's probably the easiest place to go get it. Yeah. Um, but if you follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen, I will be posting the link probably many times. Yes, girl, as you should. Hell yeah. And I can't wait to see you again and just catch up over a jar of baby food. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring you some ravioli. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Glomies, thank, thank you for tuning in. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.